Hey everyone, welcome to Disrupting Our Practice. I'm Shannon Patterson. And I'm Greg Flynn. This podcast is for white-bodied leadership and organization development consultants, facilitators, coaches, and trainers. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exploration of how we practitioners can disrupt our practices. Those practices where we are unwittingly perpetuating racism, oppression, and harm. And it's all in service to being able to co-create a culture of equity, justice, and healing. So we live in a world that truly works for everyone. Thanks for joining us as we work to disrupt our practice. Hi, Shannon. Hey, hey Greg. Ah, happy Tuesday that feels like Monday to me. <laughs> yeah, some days later like that. Yes, yep. indeed. Yeah, with that said, it feels like a check-in would be important so I can just like arrive here and get grounded and hear where you are and all of that. Great. You want to you wanna dive in? Sure. Um, just our regular check-in kind of body, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Um, those are feeling a little blended together today in particular. Well, start with body. Body's feeling good needs to stretch but i had a lot of time in the lake mm. uh, and i feel refreshed and i think that also connects into my spirit of just having a bunch of time away from work i haven't worked since last tuesday really so almost a week so maybe that <laughs> explains it <laughs> why why it uh, feels the way it does but so i'm feeling really refreshed and i have good energy and feeling like yeah my heart and soul is full and um, emotionally feeling pretty full as a result, but also a little tender. I spent this time with a high school friend, so my heart feels a little sad that mm. we've been out of touch for so many years and also really full from reconnecting and like, oh yeah, she's a dear friend and none of that's changed. Um, so that feels really good. And Mentally, I feel a little checked out just because like the other things feel so full and I've been stepped away and my thinking, thinking cognitive brain is a little offline at the moment. So hopefully it'll come back in. So that's, um, yeah. And all that said, I feel a little ungrounded. Maybe it's because it's the podcast thing and here we are. So, mm. but with that, I'm checked in. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting way to re-enter, right? Um, re-enter yeah. work. Yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate you sharing. Um, and it's so sweet to hear about your visit with your friend and totally understand that that kind of that question of um, why have we not been in touch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming in feeling uh, feeling quite good physically, actually, right before uh, we got on, I went and took a walk. I figured if I was going to get a walk in today, it needed to be this morning because it's going to be too hot otherwise. So, um, and so that felt really good. Although I'm also noticing I'm kind of sitting and balancing a little precariously. My chair is I think on its last legs um, and it's squeaking a lot. So I'm going to, I'm sitting in such a way as to try to keep it from squeaking. So I'm noticing that um, the impact that's having on my, on my body um, mentally and emotionally, I'm feeling pretty grounded. I notice a little kind of undercurrent of something 
that I'm not quite sure what I would call it, but it feels a little um, sticky, maybe. Um, so I'm just going to be tracking that uh, in our call and in the day. It's not an unfamiliar feeling. It's just, it's just kind of, I'm just noticing it there. Um, and yeah, I'm feeling pretty centered and grounded. Um, I got to start my day with um, some nice practice and um, some movement and, and by taking my dog to daycare. So I have a quiet home today, which is really nice. Yeah. With that, I'm in. And um, Thanks for that. Forward, like hearing, yeah. yeah, just kind of where you've been and where you are. Yeah. Um, and I can't hear your squeaky chair for what it's worth. Um, okay. Well, you don't have to be like statue still. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate that. It It's pretty loud when it squeaks. It hasn't squeaked okay. since I mentioned it. So um, All right. I'm glad you got some, some time, you know, to yourself and dog free. I know how much energy that can consume. So yes. <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it mm -hmm. certainly will. Um, yeah. Looking forward to, to today. Cause I think, you know, in the, in the first couple of these, we talked a little bit about sessioning um, and, did. and each time pushing it down you, the road, you would, yeah, you would say, do we, should we do this? And I would say, actually, why don't we not do this now? Why don't we do this soon? And so I think we decided that today would be soon. Yes. Um, and talk a little bit about, you know, the idea of it and uh, should I just frame it a little bit? Yeah. And... Frame it on up. I'll jump in or. Add yeah. In. Yeah. Please. Um, so, you know, the, the, this approach to sort of, um, like dyad work or, you know, working in pairs. Um, we first really encountered when we met our, our friends and teachers at holistic resistance. Um, they call it uh, scratch counseling as in like scratching the surface of something. Um, and I believe it's influenced and um, pretty influenced, heavily influenced by co-counseling as a, as a process. Um, but the idea is, what if somebody had an extended period of time to speak uninterrupted for three, four, five, seven, ten, however long you want to go, really? But five minutes is actually surprisingly effective. F minutes of just focused, concentrated listening with no intention of responding other than to reflect back the experience. So the listener's job is really to truly listen from a reflective space. And, oh boy, it's funny how um, the idea of like just taking 15 minutes where each person gets five minutes to speak, one minute of reflection, and then maybe another minute of kind of integration is how impactful that can be. Um, I know that, you know, it's something we've both turned to time and again, both in our lives and in our work. Um, yeah. What would you, what would you add? Yeah. I mean, I would add in why do this work uh, in the context, especially of, you know, uh, anti-racism and anti-oppression work, um, but just the importance of, being able to hold another person's story and be with them in their experience, um, especially if it is something that causes discomfort for us and to just be with that and to be with them mm. um, and really build our capacity to do that. 
um, feels really important. And I think also receiving, this is an opportunity to share. So if you were to speak and I was going to share reflections and then you get to share back how those reflections landed for you or didn't land, sometimes it's a miss. And um, that's super helpful. I mean, most of the time it's deeply helpful and I get to hear how how my listening was helpful to you. And I think mm. helps me remember just how important it is not to hold that space, but also to know where I miss, which is fine, right? Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. is fine. Mm -hmm. And just to have that ability again, to say to each other, Hey, that, you know, you missed a little bit and have me not get defensive about it. Or maybe mm -hmm. I do, but I keep that to myself and just say, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. So that's what I would add yeah. in. And it will sound a lot like, you know, active listening practices that, mm -hmm. you know, our people in our space here, our fellow practitioners will know um, about. And I guess I would say yes. And the repeated practice of it, especially the getting feedback on your reflections. I mean, I'm not one to say that things change my life very often or were truly transformative, but this practice of sessioning over the last two or three years that we've been doing it, it has changed my life. It's changed my, my own capacities. It's changed my consulting practice. It's changed my ability to be, it's changed my coaching, everything. It's been amazing. So. Yeah, it's, it is fascinating how, and one of the things I think about a lot is, is what, how much time does it take to actually process something that's, that's moving through me and, and heavy and, and, and I think I have always had this kind of bias, like, oh, I need an hour, like, you know, like, right. oh, can we schedule a two hour call? And it's been amazing right. to see or what I can happen. I need to go to therapy instead of turning to anyone. Right. Yeah. Right. In my yep. circle. Yeah. And so being able to just quickly text somebody and say, Hey, do you have, do you have 15 minutes for a session? Yeah. Um, has been, has been revolutionary. And, and I think, you know, in our programs, um, it's one of the things that I hear the most is sessioning is really, now what's interesting is, you know, we, we each work with different populations in those programs, right? Like, so I'm working with white men and you work with women and folks socialized female. And, um, my, you know, the, the, one of the things that's interesting about the, the programming, the, the way it works at, you know, in the men's circles is, I think it's one of the places where we come up against our material around needing to fix things, you know? And so to actually, and this is something I'm always working on in myself is like recognizing how much of my, my, my reflection sometimes tries to get, I try to paint it as like, Oh, it's reflection, but it really, it's like advice. And, and to actually let go of that filter, let go of that, um, that conditioning, um, it's actually kind of been changing, kind of rewiring things for me a little bit. Um, so good. Yeah. I think, yeah. Important. It's an important practice for, you know, our leadership development, especially folks who could be working with white men. And, but also I feel like in our field, cause when I do my programs, I tend to get other women coaches, um, mm. you know, trainers, people in this space. And we do the same thing in our own way. You know, mm. if like, I need to be helpful now, I'm in a coach or the way that we've learned to listen is a coach. And so I think this practice even deepens it into just listening as a fellow human, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's something even different about that. 
So yeah. and we're now we're building a culture of support, right? A culture of being together, of listening, of holding stories, of just mm-hmm. being with. So I, that's also been a very important part, I think, of doing this practice. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, like another aspect of session we haven't mentioned is let's say the session is going to be five minutes of sharing and then one minute of reflection and one minute of integration. Um, that five minutes, the invitation is to use the full five minutes. Right. Regardless of when you finish speaking. And now this is like, and I think, you know, there's, there are folks who are listening to this that are, you know, coaches. And I, I, I'm sure that most coaches have developed that capacity, right? To sit in the silence and kind of wait for the response. But I also notice in myself the tendency or the desire to like fill that space. And, or if I'm not actually filling it to actually be like in my mind, like doing the thing of like, look, what's a question I could ask? You know, what might they say? How could I respond? Like, but to actually be with somebody and like listening to the same silence that they're in and then wait to see if something emerges. And and when we use session for ourselves to actually notice like, oh, huh, I hadn't thought of that before. And suddenly this idea or this, this, this perspective on what I'm sessioning about comes up. Um, it's quite remarkable what can actually emerge out of that silence. You know, it's also make, making me think, Greg, the, so if I'm the coach, right, so you're speaking and you're using your five minutes and if I'm just with you and then I share the reflections back, uh, the question that I might even ask, I find changes completely. Like I don't even think of them anymore, even with coaching clients, because when they say how the reflections landed, that tends to take us in a completely new direction. And I would say more than half the time they're like, well, that made me think, or I hearing you say that made me realize, and then they're off like on another thing that's helping them go deeper and see connections and unravel things. So even that's been just so great of, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing where just having that space held, let someone drop in and Mm. understand themselves more deeply and know, know where they need to go Mm. Mm -hmm. next. Mm -hmm. So that's been really powerful for me too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. I, I actually didn't know if we would be able to speak about what sessioning is for this long, but I have a it's feeling we could keep talking about it. me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh wait, I thought of another thing and another thing. And when I do, you know, when I have taught sort of active listening sessions in coaching, you know, um, or in training, and we do, I always teach sessioning, uh, and people want to skip over the sharing the reflections. Um, Mm -hmm. and that they also want to skip over how the reflections landed, but if they can do it two or three or four times and especially feel it, they're like, Oh, and so many things, so many wonderful things happen there. So, uh, let's just do it. Shall we? Yeah. So a couple of things we're going to session each way. Um, I think we'll maybe do a little shorter than the general, like four or five minutes, maybe. Yeah. You want to do like three, two, one or something. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. Or not three, one, one. Um, yeah. Okay. We can do three, two, one. Um, can you time? I actually don't happen to have my. Yeah. I've got a phone here. Timer near me. Let me get my timer out. So timer is important. Yep. 
um, logistical things. Timer is important as are um, uh, the questions that you're gonna that you're going to you know that you're gonna want a session on. I mean, sometimes you could just session on like I just need a session, right? Right. Put set the timer. Um, but the other thing is, is that there may be silence here, and even though we're recording a podcast, maybe there'll be some silence. Um, yeah. And so if there's silence probably nothing happened to your podcast app. Um, right. <laughs> Good warning. Uh, yeah. And I think the other thing I would say in sessioning is it's also a place to practice not having to be totally articulate or knowing what you're feeling, or yes. you could even session with facial expressions and sounds um, yes. and body movement. And I can also listen for those things. So, you know, as consultants, especially, I often feel like I've got to be coherent and articulate and I got to put all my words together. And so this is a permission to not be any of that thought fragments and everything well, and else. Welcome. Let's just mention that as an aspect of disrupting our practice, right? Like, so, right. And, 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 and I think we'll probably explore this not too terribly long. You know, when we think about, when we look at things through the lens of the characteristics of white supremacy culture, right. Um, that perfectionism, that need for coherence, that, you know, it's that that's definitely related to it. So it's, this is one of the, one of the ways in which um, this practice is a useful disruption. Yeah. Do you, who's going first? You want to go first? No, but I'll do it anyway. Great. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> uh, I've got I think three it, minutes on the clock for you. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. And you can ask the question just so I can feel it land. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so the question that we settled on here is, uh, so Shannon, um, what is on top for you right now about race? Hmm. You know, I still in my body feel a little taken aback by that question still. Um, and today I'm feeling struck by feeling struck by the fact that I really haven't had to think about that, you know, as a white bodied person moving through the world with my friend over the last few days, um, not watching the news, just where, yeah. Uh, living in Seattle, I think one thing one thing I was struck by as I moved through my weekend, um, just how white my spaces are. Um, hmm. You know, I can hear Porsche's voice in my head, you know, like, why is that? You know, just really needing to confront why my spaces are so white. Wow, I'm feeling really self-conscious. Mm. I can feel myself even a uh, little like disassociation, like, oh my gosh, I like cycling through what have I heard in the news? What can I say here? Other people are now listening to this potentially as a podcast and how unaware I might be seeming to people. Um, so I'm feeling like kind of all of that be triggering for me, actually. Uh, 
Yeah, I feel like I could say a whole bunch of things, like, but they feel like they're sort of performative. Like, let me mm. tell you how I, whatever. But I, um, wow, my heart rate's going up as I say all this out loud. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, on top about race, I guess I just flashed to um, just flashed to a story that my friend Shanna was telling me about. Um, she's been married for quite a while, and um, you know just where that puts her, kind of in the eyes of credit institutions, um, as she tries to establish her own credit, and just thinking about that in this day and age, like the. Mm the discrimination in some ways and oppression of that she's experiencing through being married. Yeah, I see. Thank you for the timer. Wow. I'm just, um, mostly I just all close by saying I feel really awkward and like I failed at this question. So that's, mm. that's, um, <laughs> that's why we do this, get to feel mm -hmm. all the feels. So I will uh, stop there. Hmm, yeah, thank with you. My session. Thank you. Are you open to reflection? Yes, I'm open to reflections. Great. So I'll put it two minutes here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I actually kind of noticed you on kind of a journey. So the the mm. first thing is you spoke about how the the question. I don't remember exact words, but like like impacted you in the body like it it you know and and as you started talking about some uncertainty around how to answer it and what that meant for you i noticed your your kind of energy came down you even started looking down i, I don't know if you closed your eyes it seemed like maybe you closed your eyes but you were looking down and and as you were speaking about the the um the fact that it's, you know, you, you live in a white space and you were, you know, spending time with your friend and not having to, or, you know, to think about these things and what that meant for you. Um, you, your energy just kept, kept getting smaller, um, you know, and, and it, you almost even like, I don't know if I was right. I guess I'll hear in the recording, like if your if your voice got quieter, but I feel like you did get a little bit quieter. And your energy kind of, you kind of came back a little bit when you started talking about your friend um, and when you're talking about her experience and kind of navigating some areas of discrimination. Um, but then it kind of, it kind of collapsed a little bit more or like you got quieter again when you mm. were talking about um, failing the question or not mm -hmm. doing it right and said something of being self-conscious yeah. you know of of so i could definitely um hear that those words but also saw them in your body language mm -hmm. um, very much so yeah that's that's my time and really thank you yeah thank you for those reflections it's really helpful i mean i've gotten some feedback about yeah, just where 
I don't even know how to articulate it, but that something about that energy where I get smaller can feel unsafe sometimes. Um, just a couple of people of color that have mentioned that to me, because well, what is my capacity? You know, I just came to be shrinking. And so like, is there a white fragility that needs to be tended to, mm. you know, I can feel that in myself, but also hearing mm. you talk about like what your energetic experience is of, of that. And I think some of that is present. So it's just helpful to hear that. Mm. Um, and also I think that experience of where I can, start to find my energy in talking about these things. And I think there's almost a part of me that's like, Oh, you're not allowed to like have energy when you talk about these things mm. um, or what a weird thing to come alive around. But that also, mm. now that I say that out loud, that feels silly. Of course we should come alive around discrimination and racism and oppression. Mm. So anyway, just my programming. Wow. It was super interesting um, and helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Greg, yeah. didn't really put that all together in quite that way. So. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So I would love to hear um, what's on top for you around race. Mm. Well, first I want to say I feel everything you shared. I, I can mm. echo pretty, pretty easily. Um, because when we first decided on this question, I was like, oh, I need to figure something out. Mm. Um, and so I noticed that as kind of the top layer. And hmm, what's kind of underneath of that, I think, is... You know, so on Friday, I went into a call with um, Aaron Johnson from Holistic Resistance, um, who's doing kind of an update on stuff in his life and in their work. And he had us in a question about what does it look like to fully back um, people of color in in their healing and in their you know in anti-oppression. And one of the things that I found myself exploring in that was the question of how much my backing of people of color, my work in anti-racism, my desire to work with white men, how much of it actually um, centers me or centers whiteness. And even the question of, I, I get I get kind of bound up around the question of, how do I change the fact that I live in such a white space? Um, and how do I not center myself in that? Like, in, in like make it about me not living in a white space as opposed to trying to find a way to make it about liberation um, mm. for, for others while also recognizing, I mean, this is where I get bound up, right? Cause there is something in it for me, <laughs> you know, there is something in, there is something in the liberation of all people, especially people of color and especially black bodied and indigenous folks. Mm -hmm. That is, there's something in that for, for like me personally and for white bodied men and for all white bodied people 
And, um, but I find myself much to like, like what you were pointing to, like, I find myself very self-conscious about even talking about this because well, one, because I can only imagine how that lands for, um, for some, not all obviously, but some people of color. Because, you know, there's so much of that question of like, well, so it's the only reason you would do something is, is for, um, that was my time, but just to finish the thought is the only yeah. reason you would do something is for, um, you know, yourself, you know, um, while also recognizing the, the motivator, the importance of a motivator in, in change and, and, and doing hard work. So I'm just going to stop and leave that right there. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Greg. Are you open to feedback reflections? I absolutely am. Yeah. I'll set yeah. two time, two minutes here for you. And go right yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just appreciate you at the beginning. Well, it doesn't matter if I appreciate it, but I saw you, you know, start uh, kind of in the headspace, right? I got to figure mm -hmm. it out uh, and taking the time to drop down and feel what was underneath that. And mm -hmm. your gaze even dropped with that as you did that. Um, and just feeling like what's at the heart of it is motivation. What's the motivation and how does that relate to what's being centered? And so you were reflecting on feeling bound up. You use that term a couple of times, like bound up about um, how, how do you do the work that you do without centering yourself? And yet there's a way in which, you know, liberation of black and brown bodied indigenous folks and healing, I don't think you use that word, you know, all of that, I think, is your motivation. And then how can mm -hmm. that not get lost? Um, but it's also true for you as a white bodied man and other white bodied people that there's liberation also there for them, for us. So just it's, it's a bound up space. Mm -hmm. You didn't look particularly bound up as you were speaking about it, however, mm -hmm. but you felt grounded in that question. So mm. some of what, what's some of my reflections back of holding your session? Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I, um, I appreciate your, your pointing out that, that I started intellectual and, and got more grounded in the body as I went. Um, once you, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. It was definitely like a ooh, coming down. Um, and yeah, the bind thing, it's, it's interesting that you didn't notice it on my, in my body because it's definitely something I experience internally. And I don't know mm. um, if that's, I don't know if that's because it's a mental thing. Cause I do think there's a lot of it that's mental. Cause I can talk myself into both sides of this right. um, thing. And, and that's where I think a lot of binds come from. Um, but yeah, I need to, I need to, to sit with that a little bit more. Cause that, what, what it makes me wonder is if there's a, a way in which I'm protecting myself from really feeling what that bind is about. Mm. Um, if you can't experience it. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah at least so me, I want to ask a question of like, where do you feel the bind in your body? Yes. And, you know, this is one of the great things about sessioning, right? Is right? we can, we could go down that path. Yes, but we will not. And like, <laughs> it's completely appropriate to actually say like, actually, no, we were, we were doing this. Yep. And, um, and, and I would, I would want, I would actually, if we were going to go down that path, then I would be asking permission for that because sessions are right. whole and complete and, right. you know, pr protected, so to speak, unless otherwise agreed upon. Correct. Yeah. So. To, to be able to essentially create, um, a little container that lasts for, you know, 10 to 15 minutes that is like, that is bound by that time and, um, and considered whole and complete, like you said. And yep. then, yeah, we, and we can, you know, um, one of the things, you know, we will often do in workshops is, to, you know, tell people when they go off into their partners is like, if you want to reference your experience, when we come back in and kind of check in together, please reference your experience. That's fine. But if you want to reference somebody else's words or what they had to say, they need to have consented to that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and even if you want to talk to them a week later about their session, it would, it would be good to say, Hey, would it be all right if we talked about your session last week? Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. So, um, do you want to talk just a, like a, a couple minutes about what that was like for you yeah. or? Sure. We can do that. And also, you know, I'm asking whoever might be listening, what it was like for them. Yes. You yeah, know, what did they notice in the, not just in what either of us shared, but like what it made possible or what felt comfortable or what felt uncomfortable. Were there any tendencies you felt yourself like if it had been you wanting to take or, or what judgments are you sitting with now? Cause as a, hmm. as a practitioner, I, you know, judge the heck out of other practitioners. <laughs> That's a whole podcast right there. Uh, we'll, we'll touch of, on that later. <laughs> yes, exactly. And how, how that just does not serve anybody. Um, and how, you know, how that shows up in my practice of other folks, um, of all kinds. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just find it so helpful. I mean, I think, after you shared your reflections, just the insight that it made possible for me. And then listening to you, I find myself holding some important questions for my own practice and where do I feel mm. or not feel this work? And yeah, so I just find myself sitting with some important things to ponder and more importantly to feel and dig into and unpack. Mm. And it gives me some insights where some things could be running through my, through my practice that I need to disrupt. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I'm similar. And I, one of the things I notice is, Oh, wasn't a, what came, didn't come into this call aware of the fact that that was present, you know, that this, that like this question was still present in me. And so it, it tells me of something to, to continue to, to reflect on. Yeah. And I think the slowing it down, right. We so often talk, mm -hmm in holistic resistance and anti-racism work about slowing it down and what happens when we slow it down. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just always feel reminded of that too, like what's under the surface and, you know, what are the motivations in me that I'm not aware of 
you mm-hmm. know, and the tendencies, the patterns, my own personal material, all that stuff that when I'm going the normal everyday speed of life, there's just no room and no awareness and can come out sideways. And it's really important to slow it down. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, as we're maybe closing this little piece for now, I think even talking about what you talked about on this, doing a podcast about what is our motivation and how do we do Mm -hmm. this work without centering ourselves like you and I and this podcast, but also as practitioners, you know, how do we really do this work that isn't centering us and what is, what is all of that even mean? Mm. So, yeah. And another way of exploring it might be the question of like, how do we center with intention in order to deconstruct and disrupt? Um, Mm. That's because there is this, this question of like, how do we talk about whiteness without actually holding it in the center and looking at it? Right. Um, But doing it with like very, very intentionally and not doing it from a place of needing to feel better, needing to feel good. Yep. For white comfort. I mean, there's a lot around how the kinds of things that you and I are doing for white folks do exactly what you just said. They center whiteness and don't really make any meaningful difference. So that's like seven podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fortunately we have time to do those. So yes. All right. Well, that was sessioning. That was sessioning and we'll refer to it often and probably um, do it. Yep. At times. Yeah, maybe we'll even and even have the opportunity to do it with some guests down the road. So Yes. Um yeah, grateful for folks joining us, grateful for our teachers and mentors at Holistic Resistance for introducing us to this practice and holding us gently as um we've learned to practice it more. And I'm grateful for you, Shannon, for, for your willingness to be uh to be open and vulnerable here in this space. Yeah, same, same to you, Greg. Glad we did this session on sessioning. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. So, yeah, take care. Bye.